Are you praising him? Amen. Well, I asked one of my friends, a man that's been very special to me. I preached for him many, many times, but when dad passed, this man texted me every week, <laughs> encouraging me. And many people don't understand what effect it had on me. Not only did I lose my father, but I lost my ministry partner that I'd had for 31 years. And it was a, it's a whole different ball game. And this man, he texts me every week and we've become very fast friends, share with one another, confide in one another. And he's the pastor of Spokane Christian Center in Spokane, Washington. He graduated with the Tramp, Tramp, Tramp class, 1979. Rick Sharkey, come on, man. Thanks, Pastor. God bless you. Amen. Pastor Appreciation Month last month. Let's give our pastor a big thank you for being a man of God, being a faithful man. Amen. You may be seated in the house. Thank you. We're going to pray in a minute. But I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be invited to uh, speak before the congregation. We have a uh, men's conference. I came down for that specifically. I need to get tanked up with like precious faith, get things pumped in and hang around guys. It's going somewhere and got a, a similar vision. But when he called and said, would you share Wednesday night? <clears throat> it's a different vein because I'm speaking to his church, to his church family, his assignment. And <clears throat> I know about that being where we are, we're in our 44th year at Spokane, and uh, I love every minute of the day, even the ugly parts. You gotta, you gotta love that part. I mean, I, you know, if you're a mom, you're a dad, and you got kids, you love those kids even when they fill their pants. So you know, you know what I mean. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly, but the whole thing—you gotta love what you do. Sometimes you gotta stir yourself up. In this, it doesn't mean you're a pastor, but it means wherever you are, whatever your assignment is, you you get yourself to love it because God gave that to you, and you steward over that. Can you say Amen to that? So let me, let me just pray, God, to, today that this evening that we uh, are so, so thankful for this place and the connections, the relationships that you put together, and that God may we not be carnal with them, may we not drift off into emotion with them, but we may, we be stalwart in our spirit to steward over those things and let them have full fruition. So we give you our night tonight, ask that you bless in Jesus name. I always love coming to homecoming and, 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 uh, to uh, winter Bible and to, to men's conference because I, it does things for my inside. I purpose, uh, to catch things if you're going to stay in the long haul in the game, you got to take care of your spirit and feed that. Where we're feeding our outside man a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't look at me like you're so disciplined because I know you. <clears throat> we, we take care of our outside man. 
we take care of our soul, but we need to really be focused on taking care of our spirit. That's why I come here. I catch things here. I've got deep roots here. I've got history here. I love every part of it. When I come here, I, uh, cause I, I come twice a year, maybe three, depending upon when I come here, I, I purpose to not just come in, set in a message. There's roots at this place that feed me. There's, there's remembrance. There's, this is like, not the same, but kind of like God told Moses, take your shoes off. This is special ground. And, and I make it special. Um, I mean, I, I, Dad Hagen was special to me. I had him in our church three or four times. I don't remember how many times. But I, I count that as a phenom because how many times did he go to, you know, little Spokane? Nobody winds up in Spokane like, oh, I just driving around. I just wound up in Spokane. <laughs> it's way on purpose. And he came there. And so I appreciate so much that connection. And then following after that, uh, my relationship with pastor and Miss Lynette and with Craig, and it keeps on going. And this last summer, we had our youth camp, and I had Blake come up and address our young people, and he, he did a phenomenal job. Uh, he did a great job. And then I had him stay over on Sunday and preach to the house. He did a phenomenal job. He's got good genes. I'm not talking about his pants. I'm talking about the inside. He's got good stuff. And he did a great job, and I'm, and I'm thankful. It's his birthday today, <clears throat> so he's off partying somewhere, missing my message, and I just... Anyways, I'll get over it. <laughs> the thing that's interesting for me is I'm a little bit talking about heritage and roots. It's important you remember those things because the devil will steal them. The earth will steal them. It'll put stuff in front of you, and, you, and that's why God directions get altered, changed, and, and it, I think it affects your destiny. But um, I don't know of many that have had this, but I, I mentioned Blake because when he came and shared in our church, that was four generations of Hagans that preached in my church. And who, who and again, that just mean nothing to you, but it means a lot to me. And I don't know if he, that's, that's happened anywhere else because I'm, I'm special. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyways, I appreciate the heritage, the roots coming to these events. I, 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 I listen every opportunity I get to, to be with them, the team, the front row. Uh, and, and Denise talked with her a little bit later or a little bit earlier. Uh, I appreciate those things. And I think you should appreciate those things because it is God put you in places. He did things, you know, what God joins together, let no man put it asunder. I wonder how many of you goof up their future because they forget to honor their past. And so it's just not my, I mean, and I have divine connections. Tony is here uh, this evening, Tony Cook, and he has, he has been a long-term uh, voice in my life, in my church. We, I text him. I text preachers all over the world. I, I think I annoy them, but I don't care. 
because I, as part of what I'm, my, my DNA is, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing those things. It's important that we have those things, that heritage, not just in our past, but working in our day. I believe we're better off because of it. At least I am. I'm, I'm better because of, of that dynamic that's working in my life. Um, being around, you know, I'll text pastor and I'll just be the goofiest thing in the world. We just, I mean, the weather or stupid things, but it's not because that's the important issue. The important issue is that he knows I got, I pray for him every week. I text him when I pray for him and that we, I, that there's a connect there that I am not going to let go that I believe is affecting my life. And we've been in there in, in Spokane. We're in our halfway through our 44th year. I believe I got there because I was in the right place. And I believe that I'm still there because I'm in the right place. And you know, you could, this isn't the title of the message, but we could say, stay in your lane. Because I see a lot of people that get out of their lane because they grab a false idea and they get in trouble. And I probably should not go any further with that. So, praise the Lord. Um, I want to mention a man from the Old Testament because it's relative. What I'm going to share is something God put on my spirit. I asked pastor, I said, what, do you want, what would you like me to share on and what, do you, what don't you want me to share about? And anyway, he just said, just preach what you have. So I sought the Lord and I'm going to follow through with that prompting. I believe the Holy Spirit's real. How about you? Amen. So in in the book of Esther, fabulous story. Esther could be an overview of our day. Things that's happened in the, in around them could be a visual of what's going on today. Mordecai was a man of God and he had an edge on the inside of him to serve God. And he saw some things going on in the nation through a guy by the name of Haman. And Haman hated God's plan in the earth, which was Israel. And he put a plan together to take them all out, all of them. But Haman had this ire, God fire on the inside of him, and he wasn't going to have it. So he rose up and he defied him when everybody else was supposed to bow. He just stood his ground. Now that's gutsy. He stood his ground and defied that killer, murderous spirit. And what they wasn't just going to try to kill the Israelis, the Jews. What they were doing is they was killing the plan of God in the earth because it went through them. And the same thing is happening today. We could put Haman's name beside other names that we know about today. Same thing. And it's not just a defiance of a race of people. It's a hatred for the plan of God in this earth. And there is a plan of God in this earth. And we need to know it. And we need to be having our ears. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. We need to have these ears on, but these ears on. Because God will talk to the church on what to do. Are you with me, church? It's important. We're living in an hour that's incredibly unique. So when this happened, it just was coincidence, wasn't it? That Esther was the wife 
of Xerxes, the king on the planet. Just so happened. Coincidence. So Mordecai sent word and says, look, there's bad coming down the hill here. And we, we need to do something about it. And she kind of like resists. Wait a minute. What if something happens to me? He said to her, and I'm briefly going through it. He said to her, if you don't do it, God will find somebody that will. And perhaps you were born for such a time as this. The natural. She's shifted into the natural. Listen, we'll have the tendency to do the same thing, to cover our backside. I don't want, I don't want to get, I don't want to be too noticed. I want to go under the radar. There's just, there's times to do that, but there's a time you're going to have to stand up and say no more. Now, it may be cancer. It may be a financial deal. It may be a, a, a divorce or something in a family. It, you, you know, this, it's all around us. And we got to know what time we're in to take all these things that we've learned this place, I, when I came to school here, there, this wasn't here. There was no church. There was that. All they had is open ditches that we walked over because they was under construction. We, they built SDC1 around us in 79. So I've been watching these things, and I have seen things. There's been prophetic words. I don't, I, I don't know. I want to talk to pastors sometime, but I want to have a remembrance of the speakers that spoke prophetic words into my life that's got me to this day. If I did not have this, I would not have what I'm going through and and doing and building. And we're building in Spokane. You may not know about it, but I do. And we're doing stuff. and, And again, I can't go, I won't go in there because there's just no time. But everything that we learned and captured and heard when Dad Hagen was in, we was running around the place here. We was having prophecies and words and preachers from Oral to, to Lester to the, the list goes on and on of patriarchs that's already won before that's dropped things into my life, your life, that's made this campus a world-changing campus with almost 300 Bible schools around the world. That's not chump change or easy. That's done because of the Spirit of God. God wants to change the earth and he's going to do it through us and others. But this is the day and the hour that we need to be aware of all the things that's going on. Because have you heard of the red zone? That's a football term for the 20 yards into, in, into to, uh, the goal line, into scoring. The red zone, that's critical. Everything is condensed on the field. So the... The offense is a harder struggle in that, the, the, that last deal because everything is so intense. Do you feel any tension in the world today? And again, I do not swim in the news, but I look at the headlines and I listen and look for places that saying these things are coming down and there's peculiar things that's going on right now that we've never seen before. And the attack is vehement against the nation of Israel and they want to destroy it. You know why they want to destroy Israel? It's because on that mount, and I've been there, on that mount is where Jesus is going to have touchdown. And they don't, and the devil wants to destroy the whole narrative. He wants that to go away. 
And he wants us to just allow him to take over like he wanted to take over with Haman and Xerxes. But you know what? God had a plan. Supernaturally, Mordecai's daughter, stepdaughter, niece was married to the king. That is not random. It's not uh, a fluke. You know, things just going on right now is not a fluke. There's things going on right now. Church, don't be afraid. We need to be rejoicing because it's imminent in my mind. It's sooner than soon. The Lord is coming back and we're going to see him. I believe supernaturally him touch down on the mount. Supposed to split. How many anticipate in that day? I got work to do. I'm, I'm hands on the plow. I am involved, but I know this. Something is going on, sweetheart. Something is going on. There's, there's, and again, I'm not the news, news guy, but there's things going on right now in Russia. They dismantled an airport to get to the Jews that just flew in. That's not random. Things are going on. It's getting close to launching pad. I'm not frightened, but listen, my admonishment, I believe from the Lord, I didn't get this off the internet. My admonishment was from the Lord is to sharpen your listening. Keep attention. You know, when you drive down the road, you're, you're texting on the phone. How many know about that? Oh yeah, come on. I know y'all do it. You can be distracted. And what happens when you're driving down the road of 50 and you're distracted? Bad deal. We are not those that are built by God to be ill-informed or out of the game. God wants us to know what is going on in this earth today. Esther rose up and totally blew the plans of Haman. Over eons of time, we see where the enemy has rose up to and, and put himself in a position to take out God's plan in this earth. And God stopped it every time. You can see all the, the hustle that's going on, but God's got a plan and put people divine. Listen, it's phenomenal that the speaker of the house is a Bible thumper. It's not, by, it's not random. This guy is saying things that shocks the political world. And you know what? Glory be to God. Bring it on by. The things that we're going to see, I believe it's going to, it's going to get tense. It's going to get edgy. But don't get your eyes on Haman. Keep your eyes on Mordecai. The whole story, Mordecai was the big, was, was the push. He was the guy that turned the things around. Esther's the rock star, but Mordecai, we need some Mordecais. Are there any Mordecais out there? Because I believe that there are. That's got their eyes on the right things, their hearts on the right things, and, and it's important that we in this room, because God's put us in a position with the content and the preachers and the, and the, and the thoughts of this place for, for um, 
getting us engaged at a perfect time in the kingdom of God. I want to be on. How about you? I want, I want to keep our eyes on the promise. Now, when I grew up, there was a lot of preaching on Jesus is coming back. A lot of it. Be ready, be ready, be ready. Thief in the Night, the movie, you know, the, the Wilkerson's and what was that guy's name? Uh, Nikki Cruz. I mean, all the, I mean, they just, they, their plot was to scare the hell right out of you. Just, we don't want to go to hell. But I, but I tell you, I had something deposited inside of me that this, this fact, Jesus is coming back for the glorious church. For the church that's engaged, that got their hands on the plow and they're doing the job. I love the prosperity message. It changed me. I love healing. We teach a lot of healing in our house. I love the kingdom is advancing. I, I teach a lot of those things because that's what we got here. But right in the last few months, what I'm telling you is I get a red light. I get a, a warning. You see, to a, to a fire in, to, to a fireman, a red light's not a bad deal. But to the guy that's got the fire around him, it's a bad deal. Friends, these warning signs aren't to frighten us, but this is what we're built for. This is the hour that God put us inside of us for us to be ready to witness. I mean, I'll tell you this, if some things come down the hill in, in, in months or weeks, there's going to be a lot of people looking for some answers. Are we ready for that? Or are we off like watching Desperate Housewives or something? Naked and afraid. Something. Let's have our eyes on the right things, right? Are you all out there, church? Is this? Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. Genesis. Genesis 18 and 17. You can look it up if you want. They're going to probably put it on the screen. But it, it says in there, when God was ready to, to stone Sodom Gomorrah, brimstone, still a stone. He was going to drop brimstone on that place. And God said in there, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I'm about to do? That echoes on the inside of me. That God doesn't want to hide out the events that's coming our way. Don't be sleepy because if God's talking, are we listening? We need to have our ears on and be ready. It's, I don't do, do this 100%, but man, in the last few months, I, my spirit man has been looking and been watching and, and listening to what is going on. I want to be on target. I want to be on time. I want to be discerning. Look, God put inside of you discerning of spirits. Why did he put that? So you can find out who's doing wicked stuff in the church. I believe part of that is for us to be aware what's going on the end time plan. I work with, with county sheriff. I work with the city police. I work with a, a city councilman, our state representative, our national representative. I'll, if I pray for him, I notify, like I call pastor and text him, I'm praying for you. And I call those and I give them, a, sometimes I'll have a word for him, just an encouragement. And why did God, and these people text me back. Why? I believe there's an ear out there that wants to find something more than desperate housewives. Something more than just common earthly things that are not unimportant, 
But I'm telling you, this is big stuff that we got going on right now in Israel, in Gaza. There's things going on in France. There's things going on in our cities. They're going to colleges and doing abominable things to Jewish people. Those aren't just, well, getting even with the Jews. No, I'm telling you, the devil is doing some things and God's got a bigger plan. He just does. In 1 Chronicles 12 and 32, it says in there that, uh, talks about the sons of Issachar. And the sons are the children of Issachar. They were men that had an understanding of the times and they knew what to do. So they were a tribe. Issachar was one of the 12. And each tribe had an assignment. But the assignment on the sons of Issachar was they had a propensity to read the seasons. To propensity to know what's going on. They had an understanding of the times. And get this next verse. And they knew what to do. They knew what Israel was supposed to do. Listen, I don't want to be caught in a lurch. I don't want you to be caught like, we didn't see that come. You know, there's things that's going to happen, friends, that God can tell us and will tell us to keep us on point. An alert system. We have discerning of spirit born in us and filled inside of us when the Holy Ghost came in our lives. We've got the words of wisdom and the words of, of knowledge inside of us. But I, I've, I'm pursuing this. Let me I'll just lay it there. I am pursuing. God, I want that to be stronger and hotter and clearer than any time in my life. Because I believe that season and the time call for that. How about you? How about you? I want to keep my eyes on everything around me. I want to know what the police chief is doing. I want to know what the mayor of the city is doing. She just lost her mom. Her mom died of cancer. She doesn't go to my church, but I'm telling you, I'm, I am in on that with her. Why? She's an influencer in the city. And that may, may give me a place that I can minister in a stronger, better, clearer way than ever before. Things have changed in my life in the last six, eight months because of what I'm talking about. Sons of Iskar, they knew what to do. Now, it's, it's different when you go through a crisis and you're not aware. You have ignorance. I don't mean stupid. I mean ignorance. You're not aware of what's going on. I don't know what to do. I want to do. But if, like me, I'm saying, God, I want to know what to do. Now, the sons of Issachar had an Old Testament dynamic with God. But honey, we are in the New Testament. I got the same spirit of God living inside of me that raised up Christ from the dead. And he quickens my mortal body. How much are we revving that up? Because I'm revving that up. I want that working in my life. I want to know what's going on with my kids. Discernment. I want to know words of wisdom and words of knowledge about my church members. I want to be alert. I want to be like Moses in his day. His eye, when he was 120, his eye was not dim nor his ear dull. That's what I'm pursuing. And I believe God wants all of us to have an, a, a, a connect with him that keeps us in the game ready to do phenomenal things. Let me go with here. I'm going to watch my time. Let, let's go to this first uh, Kings. I, uh, I want to read some scripture tonight. So the pastor doesn't fire me. 
First Kings in 18 is totally relative to what we're talking about. First Kings 18. And I'll make sure I got the right verse here. And, and is this right? 1841. It says in Elijah, I'll read out of the King James. I'm not sure what they got in New Living. Uh, may, maybe I put that in there. Let me get that one. <laughs> Sorry. Because I don't want to confuse anybody because I can confuse people. Just saying. So um, Genesis 18, and we're going to start in, nope, that's the wrong one. Thank you. I gave them the notes, but I'm not following very good here. Shoot. Yeah, I'm going to read out of King James. <laughs> um, 1840. And Elijah said to Ahab. Now, you've got to remember, Ahab and, and, and uh, Elijah, they were opponents. Ahab was trying to kill him. But they had this thing going on that, you know, they slew the 400 prophets and all of that. But Elijah said to Ahab, he says, get thee up eat and drink for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. So the rain had stopped and they was kicking it back into gear. So how did he know that? He didn't get a bulletin. Something down here. Listen, words of wisdom, words of knowledge should be, oh, it should be alert on the inside of us. Every one of us. It's not just for pastor, Miss Lynette, Craig. It's for each one. No, don't make stuff up. But when God, you're open up, God will talk to you. Believe me. God will talk to you. So he had this, he says, he said the prophetically, rain's kicking in. How many years was it down? 40. That was a long drought. Going on. So Ahab went up to eat. And to drink. Then Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he cast himself down to the ground and he put his face between his knees. He postured, he positioned himself as a prayer posture. Now he must have been skinny because I tried it. I can't do that. I got stuff. I'm working on it, but it's anyway, he put his, he's put his face between his knees and it, it goes on. And said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and he said, there is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. Why would he keep doing, why didn't he quit at three? Why didn't he quit at two? It's because there's something on the inside of him that says, something's happening and I ain't quitting. I got no quit on the inside of me. I know where I got a little bit of that from the guy in the blue over here. He don't quit. He don't quit. And I love that. He kept saying, go back again. Seven times. Because what was cooking on the inside, what was working on the inside of him was he said, I'm not going to let this go because God has spoken to me. Give God time to speak to you. Don't give him three minutes. You need to be God. Here I am. Be still and know that I'm God. He will talk to us at this critical time. Don't leave it up to CNN. I don't trust those guys. They're always telling their story and trying to persuade me. I just, I'd rather hear it from the origination, the, the original model, the game guy. I want to know what's going on. 
So going on here. And it came to pass on the seventh time that he said, behold, there arise a little cloud in the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and get thee down that the rain stop you not. And so the story goes on that the rain came, he outran the king's chariot and, he, and, and, and just it, it, the drought was done. My point being, that was a shift for 40 years, a shift in what was going on. And he was picking it up. He was a starter involved with it, and he was involved at the end. I'm telling you, God wants to finish, and God's going to use the church, and he's going to use people that have devoted you. Many of you went through the school, and you've devoted years and years to, to uh, being in God's plan. Don't be mediocre in it. Don't be 30%. Listen, I pray to God that some churches get 30% results. How many cancers have come in in my my tenure with people? Do I get 30% results? I got to say I don't. I ain't proud of that, but I'm not avoiding it. What am we, what am I doing? What are we doing to step up our game? Because he said 30, 60, 100. He said good, acceptable, and perfect. He said uh, exceeding and abundantly and above all. What are we pressing for? I got press on the inside of me. I'm just not preaching here. I'm really not a good preacher, but I'm committed to what I do. And, and we, we're changing our city in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Um, Elijah had something working on the inside of him, that, that a prophetic office re- revealing to him what was going to take place. What was going to happen? And he stuck to it. You know, these things going to happen. Keep your eyes open. These things that's going on around the planet now. I don't know. I'm not prophesying anything. But I'm just telling you, I got my antennas up. Do you? Because now is the time. And don't depend upon CNN or or the other outlets. You depend upon the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of you. Let let me use this verse. I I want to shut, shut down with this verse. It's in 1 John 2 and 20. I believe Jesus is coming back. I believe his words, we need to be ready. We need to be on course. We need to be on time. But here in 1 John 2 and 20 is a a verse I've spent a lot of time hovering over. It says there in 2.20, but you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Now, it's obvious. I don't know all things. It's a good chance to say amen. I don't, I don't know everything. I'm not the sharpest knife in the door. I'm not the flat, flashiest. I'm not. I don't care. I don't care. I'm happy. I love what I do. I'm happy in my own skin. I'm happy where God put me. But I cannot rest my accomplishments, my goals, my uh, in time effectiveness because I trust in the outside man. It says, it says in uh, uh, the, the scriptures, I think it's in Galatians, it says the outside man is perishing, but the inside man is being renewed daily. Now listen, 
How's that take place? You got to put yourself in a place that you can increase on the inside. That you got to you got to pray. You know, people say, I'll, "I'll pray for you," and I'm thinking, "You're not either." I'm just br- I'm brutally honest here. They, we say that all the time. Oh, I'll pray for you, but we kind of slips out of our minds. Tell you, we need to know how to pray to get results and hear from heaven and make our moves off of what we've heard. The outward man is perishing, but the inward man is renewed daily. If we don't build that up and renew that daily, the outside man will take over. And that's why preachers will get a divorce. God told him something different. Come on. That's why we get excuses for God. Friends, if we are being renewed on the inside, we are tight and right with God and he is speaking to us. When you come out of prayer with God and you've had time with him, it could be 10 minutes, but it could be like Brother Hagin said, he would, Dad Hagin, he would pray and he'd wake up, come out of it uh, five hours later. He says he felt like it was five minutes. See, we, we have the skills inside of us. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge. We've got them on the inside of us. God put them there. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave us ever. And we have an unction. Not from the outside. Well, the Spirit came upon me. I've had that happen. But we've got the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside of us. And we need to have partnership, relationship. We need to have have talks with him. And I, I put this into practice. I, I wake up in the morning and, or, or go, when I wake up at night and I can't go back to sleep, I'll just say, okay, Holy Ghost, we, we need to have some time together. We need to have some time. I'm not real good at it, but I'm better than I used to be. And I am pursuing it for as long as I got time. Are you with me, church? Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There's just been too much hell prevailing for me. How about you? I'm tired of burying people that's too young to be buried. Now, I'll bury them, I'll give them the best I got. But I want something more about that. How about you? I believe we're in times when sin is abounding, but grace much more abounds. But I'm stirring my believing up in that. Can you say amen, church? The Spirit of God is living inside. Say that with me. The Spirit of God is living inside of me. Holy Spirit, I give you first right of refusal. You are my lead. I hear your voice and not the voice of the stranger. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God, I just pray as I close that you will bless this house and that you will cause this house to grow and excel and be the brighter light than they've ever been before in these end days. I thank you for them, God. I thank you that this is a a church that's provincial in Broken Arrow, the churches around our nation, the Bible schools around the world. I ask that you work within them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. May the Lord just advance your steps. Pastor. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, we are anointed 
the Bible says, and we talk about it. But you know what? We let stuff on the outside control us more than we let on the inside. We used to sing a song, something on the inside, working on the outside. What a change in my life. We need to continue. The change in our lives comes from here. Come on now. You know, there's some different ways we could go here. But it's interesting that, you know, uh, most of you know that I had, they had told you Sunday, that I had these eyelids were coming so far down I couldn't see. And so I got stitches here. You can't see them. My wife made me wear these glasses. (laughs) But anyway, I had to, you know, put ever, I had 20 minutes. I had to go 20 minutes with ice pack on my eyes laying there. And at first I was just laying there and, and uh, in the recliner and reading it. And I wonder how many minutes it passed because I can't see nothing. I'm going to come out. And you know what I started doing? I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And so I started praying in the spirit. I got 20 minutes of praying in the spirit every hour. Because I was supposed to do 20 minutes on and the rest of the hour off. And then 20 minutes again on. And so I said, well, hey, I'm just going to pray in the spirit. You know what? The, the, the 20 minutes passed a lot quicker too. But I noticed that it helped. It, it gave me a, you know, just so all I'm saying is we are in the midst of what I believe. And I, I preached it in 2004, God's greater glory. We are coming into the last time. And I believe that as these last days approach, that there's going to be the greatest revival that the world is known. As I, when I did God's greater glory, the Lord dealt with me and he said, and I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, it's going to be a combination of all through the years of all the revivals through the years. They're all going, it's going to be a combination of all of them because, and you don't have to be a a rocket scientist or a eschatology uh, guru to know that What's going on is nothing more than what the word of God says. And all you got to do is read it. Somebody said, well, you never talk about the end time. No, I don't talk about the end times. I've studied it. I can tell you all about it. My father and my father-in-law used to sit and discuss it all the time. But both of them said, that's not for us to preach. What we need to do is preach to make sure we know where we are, who we are, what we're doing. Because, you see, that has nothing to do with the church. The church is going to be out of here when all that goes on. So don't get scared. Just Let's just do what God has for us to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, our prayer team is coming. If you need salvation... If you need to rededicate your life or you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit or you need prayer for any reason whatsoever, 
As we dismiss tonight, you come down here, they'll pray with you, and you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Everybody stand, please. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't have nobody up here. Okay. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Say this with me. I am a child of God. The Spirit of God lives inside of me. The Spirit of God will direct me and guide me so that I will be the blessing to those around me and shine the light of his glory into a dark world that they may know that God is real. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's a good confession right there.